What's up, what's up? You are now listening to FY Fly the podcast, and I'm your host, Hassan Thomas, along with Remy, and we are here to share tools on how millennials can budget, save, invest, and understand student debt and credit to achieve financial freedom. If you're a high school student, college student, or someone who's interested in gaining more financial insight, this podcast is for you. I'm trying to give me a bag. 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 What's up? What's up, my fly folks out there? How y'all doing? Hope y'all doing all right. Welcome to FY Fly the Podcast. My name is Hassan Thomas, aka CEO Sonny. Or Sean Jr., baby, bright and early in the morning. And I'm here with my co-host, Remy G. Remy Fallon, baby, not Jimmy. What's up? What's up? What's up? How y'all doing, man? What's up? It's another week. Let's get straight to it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We're here at FY Fly. We like to start off the show with a meaningful quote about money. And y'all know this is a show about financial literacy. And financial literacy at its simplest is understanding not only how to budget your money, but being able to save and grow your money effectively and efficiently. And today my quote is, a house is made of bricks and beams. But a home is made of hopes and dreams. So today we're back talking about mortgages. It's so much that goes into mortgages and buying a home. I felt like we needed to cover some more key topics. So today we're going to go in-depth into the different type of mortgage loan options, some pros and cons of each, what's needed to actually get a mortgage, and other important factors like PMI, which is private mortgage insurance. Let's get it. So when looking for a home, be sure to find a credible real estate agent and mortgage loan provider. Of course, you will not be an expert, but it's important that you understand the basics so they won't do you dirty and you not even know it. So there are pretty much three things that you will need to know before you find a mortgage loan. Proven and reliable income, a down payment, and an above average credit score. It's important that you can prove that you have steady and reliable cash flow coming in because cash flow is king. And if you can't prove that you have it coming in, then the bank is going to treat you like a joker, denying you that loan. You will also need a down payment between 3 and 20%. Your minimum down payment will depend on the type of loan you choose, which we're going to be talking about in a little bit. But hey, bro, what's the benefit of putting a larger down payment on the house? Like, can we go over that 20%? Or- of course, bro. You know people not turning down free money, huh? <laughs> yeah, true. But yeah, if you started off by putting a larger down payment on your home, this will result in a lower loan amount and lower monthly payment. So if you can afford it, do it. It'll save you money in the long run. Okay, okay. Makes sense, bro. So the last thing you need to get a mortgage is above average credit. But I should really say good credit because I don't want y'all to get a super high interest rate just because y'all didn't take the time to raise your credit before you tried to get a home. But for most home loans, you will need somewhere around a 640 or a 650. But for the FHA loan, which we'll talk about a little later, they're so popular because the minimum credit requirement is 580 and you only have to put 3.5% down. So if you were to buy a $200,000 home, you would only be required to put down $7,000. $7,000? That sounds like a play to me. <laughs> nah, no cap, bro. So now we just need to tap into the different type of mortgage loans that are out there for you guys. So the most common are conventional, fixed, adjustable, and government-insured mortgages. A conventional loan is a mortgage loan that falls in between the loan amount standards of Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, which are mortgage loan companies backed by the government. But man, I want to know who came up with them names, though. I swear Fannie Mae and good old Freddie Mac sound like somebody's grandparents. I swear they sound like somebody people. But bro, did you mention how conventional loans are broken down into two categories? Conforming and non-conforming? Nah, I didn't, bro. Lace us up then, man. I got you. So conforming loans are types of loans that fall under the set standards of Freddie and Fannie. Now non-conforming loans are loans that don't fall in between those standards, like a jumbo mortgage, which is for high-end homes that exceed the set lending amount for conventional loans. Okay, bet, bet. So tell us the pros and cons. 
So the pros of going conventional are the overall borrowing costs tend to be lower, and this loan can be used on your personal and investment property. A few cons of these kind of loans would be the minimum credit score of 620 and a debt-to-income ratio of 45 to 50. Next, you got government-issued mortgages like FHA, USDA, and VA, which were put in place by the government to help certain demographics of people become homeowners. The FHA loans, like CEO was saying, are very popular because of their low requirements like a credit score of 580 and only 3.5% down on the house. But they do come with a price. If you put anything down below 10%, you'll have to pay a little something called the PMI. Hey, bro, let me touch on that PMI real quick for the folks listening. You got it. So PMI is private mortgage insurance. The point of PMI is to protect the lender just in case you default on your monthly mortgage payments. Meaning if you don't pay them, they still going to get theirs and wind up taking yours by putting a foreclosure on your home. And y'all know we can't have y'all go like that. Not at all. So the other two government issued loans are USDA and VA loans. USDA loans help people with low incomes buy homes in rural areas, while VA loans provide low-interest mortgage loans to active duty and veteran members of the military. The huge pro of government-issued loans are that they help put you in a home for the low, but the con is your overall borrowing expense is higher due to higher interest rates and that PMI sign I was telling you about. Then you got your fixed and adjustable mortgages. You want to put them on some games, CEO? Yes, sir. You know I got you, bro. So a fixed mortgage is a loan that locks in the same interest rate for the entire life of that loan. The pros of this type of loan, it will allow you to budget more efficiently and effectively because you know exactly what your monthly payment will be for each and every month and year going forward. The cons of this loan are the interest rates are typically higher than adjustable loans. Now, speaking of adjustable, an adjustable rate mortgage goes up and down depending on the conditions of the market. This loan would be a smart play if you didn't plan on staying in a home for a long period of time because most adjustable rates start off at a lower interest rate for a few years and then begin to fluctuate for the remainder of that loan. But what you think, General? Think we done did a pretty good job covering mortgages and home? Yes, sir. I think we got them right. Yes, sir. Say less. So we're going to take a quick break with our sponsor, Guapcoin, and be right back at you. Yes, sir. This episode of FY Fly is being brought to you by Guapcoin. Guapcoin is a decentralized digital coin founded by people of color that can be traded between peers instantly. Guapcoin is fast, secure, and highly scalable. Now, Guapcoin is for everybody. But their primary mission is to uplift those economic communities that have been left out of the cryptocurrency revolution. For more information, visit guapcoin.org or email tevans at guapcoin.com. DM us a question at FYFly on Instagram or Facebook for your chance to win 100 guapcoins. We will be choosing four lucky winners to receive 100 guapcoins apiece. Stay safe, stay invested, and stay guapped up. What's up, what's up, my fly folks out there? How y'all doing? I hope y'all doing all right. We are now entering our insightful interview portion of our show. And today we are speaking with the realtor, Mr. John Reyes. How you doing, boss? Another day above ground. It's a blessing, brother. How you doing? Man, I'm great. I'm great. I'm great, man. It's actually a blessing to be speaking with you right now, man. Me and my mom were just talking about, you know, getting someone on the show that would be willing to share the not so glamorous side of entrepreneurship. You know, we have so many people willing to come talk about getting money, you know, how to grow money, but not too many people willing to talk about their struggles, man. So it's just a blessing to have you on here. No, I, I, I appreciate that, man. Anything that we can learn from one another is, is, is always a blessing. So anything I can learn from you, you know, I'm trying to get some gems from you as well. So any information that we can share and learn from one another is, uh, is a gift that keeps on giving. Most deaf, most deaf, most deaf. So, man, tell us more about you, your background, and, you know, what you do. Well, my name is John Reyes. I'm a real estate investor, 
agent. I see myself as an entrepreneur overall. The more that I keep, the older I'm getting, the more avenues I'm seeing myself go into in life. So just to put myself in a box saying just this or I'm just that, you know, I'm, I'm outside of the box more than anything. I do believe entrepreneurship is something that it kind of categorizes everything and put it all into one melting pot. So uh, not just get putting us in a box, but just mm. saying that we could get money many different ways. Big facts, big facts. So I'm a straight shooter, boss man. I want to know, how did going broke help you? How did it change your financial future? The, the thing, even with the video that I made, when I say broke, you know, it's not like uh, me on the corner, you know, asking for pennies or anything like that. But I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm originally from Brooklyn, New York. And in the early 90s, in that era, it was more like my mother wanted me out of New York so that because she found drugs in the street and I just picked them up. And I was only like five years old and I had just, uh, you know, the ability just to get that close to it. You know, during that time period, you're talking about the crack epidemic and, and a lot of that stuff, too. So getting away from a lot of that environment, you know, so when we're talking about broke, you know, this, this is what I go through right now. This is this, a uh, cake work, but it, it, it really, but besides that point, you know, I, I've really said that it's just, it's a shift of focus of, of really what happened for me. It was just like, you know, I know, I, I know I'm a lot better with money. I know I could do better. What am I missing? What am I doing wrong? And it just allowed me to redo a, a, a reset of myself. And I had to think of the long term and not of the short term. I, I was very short term thinking during that time period in my life. I had to think of the five year, the 10 year, the 15 year, the way I think about it right now. So what were some of those financial decisions that you were doing wrong? I, I, okay, so I started off right and then I went wrong. So before I, I, was, I was telling you that I, I bought a home in, okay. during the recession. So this is like 08, 09. Probably the worst time that, that people are telling you don't buy. And this is, you know, when you look back at it, that was the best time for you to buy. But I bought you know, starting my, my real estate portfolio, I would say. And I just didn't want to be in this area anymore. I wanted to be in Miami. I was in my mid-20s, you know, just ready to live the life. You know, you can't tell me nothing. You can't tell me nothing. Like, on Sunday... You know, that, that, that whole lifestyle, that was me. That was me, definitely. And it was just like I was living a lifestyle, you know, for a short short term. Don't get me wrong. It was some great times. <laughs> but if I would have, in a sense, like, disciplined myself on the short term, by the time period right now, I would be in a way better financial uh, position. So it's just thinking of the long term than anything. Okay, so what at what point were you like, enough is enough? It's, it's time to get right. You know, and like there's there's a there's a lack of of like testosterone, and I'm not to be like you know old you know big bad guy or anything like that, but it's like when you can't when when you're presented with something and you have to say oh I can't because I don't got the money. You know, it just it don't even seem right to me. And I've 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 been that kind of person. Like I'm a hustler at the end of the day. Like even when I'm down, I get back up. So. All these kind of scenarios where like I was just shortcoming all the time where I can't do this because I don't have money mm -hmm. or this is happening because I don't have money. At some point, I was like, all right, well, I, I need to go ahead and just change it immediately. So, you know, not being able to just do very small things like I love to travel. I love going out at times. I love to, you know, just read a bunch of books. And when I run to a scenario where I just can't afford to do, do those things, that's definitely when I had to do like that reset and, 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 and do a shift of focus. Mm. So what was the main or biggest lesson that you learned during that time period? 
And if you got a few, man, drop all them gems on us, man. Drop, drop all of them. I, I really feel like, man, just to just doing the work, just putting the hard work and just going about it that way rather than just trying to live the lavish life for somebody else. And that's why I saw myself doing at, at 19. I remember when when I was younger, I always wanted the white Benz. I, when I was 19, I got the white Benz. And you're talking about like, you know, once I become more authentic to myself, you know, it just seems like my yeah. life just kept getting better and better. So just being more true to myself is what what, what was a big lesson. Well, we're not going to harp on the past too much, man. You know, the only L's we take around here are lessons, baby. So let's talk about something more productive. I was telling you a little earlier, man, I'm definitely looking into getting into real estate. So tell us what are some, some ways we can generate wealth in real estate? Great option. I definitely believe that that's where it starts with everything. Depending on the market, especially what it is right now, it, it's now to triplexes and duplexes are very limited just because how the market is. It's, it's a seller's market right now. So what you could do if obviously if you don't do the duplex where you live on one side, you know, rent the other. One option is also doing house hacking where you do a single family home. And let's say you're in a three two and you're able to do that. Once you have that three two, you can rent out the other rooms. So that that's that's a key benefit. But when you don't when you don't have to be there for a year. So after the year, let's say you want to go ahead and go to something bigger and something better. At that point that three point five the only thing, the only change, you're going from an FHA to a conventional loan. And a conventional loan with good credit only requires for you to put down 5%. So, you know, you imagine you're scaling that over and over. And if you want to do that on a yearly basis, that's you, you know, not having to put so much of your cash or your reserves for your investment and get a lot more from it as well. And once you're leaving the other property, rent it. You know, and you're just building that from time to time to time. And I just feel like that is one of the best ways of building wealth without necessarily having to give up that 25% or that 30%. You know, just being in these properties, you got to live somewhere. You know, you got to mm -hmm. live somewhere. So why not reap the benefits of being somewhere, learning about a, a lot of it, and then learning the process of, of doing rentals. So what is the process of actually obtaining these loans? So that's something that I had to learn myself. Like this year has been my most profitable year, but it was also like, I felt like, oh, I got the cash. I'm good. You know, I could go ahead and just do this and do that. And it was like, no, nah, your credit wasn't where it needs to be. You need to work on that a lot more. And slowly but surely, it was just like, I even learned the process of like, just little things I needed to clean up and to even get me at a better interest and then lower down payments as well. Mm -hmm. So it's just it's very necessary for us to be able to build that up because you want to leverage credit. You have a lot of people who listen to that the Dave Ramsey kind of like metaphors where it's like pay the home off completely. And, you know, if you want to do that, it's completely up to you. But my thing is leverage. I want to put not as much money down and get as much return as possible. That should really be the name of the game rather than you spending all your money and then now you're just waiting for one stream of income, which is rental. What if you don't rent the house at that point? You know, so, yeah, definitely leverage. Leverage is, is so important. That's what credit gives you, definitely. Okay, okay. So simplify, you know, the process of actually buying a house. Because, you know, as I was telling you earlier, I really want my listeners to understand, you know, the, not how easy it is to buy a house, but... Not how hard. Like I thought of it like all oh, this big thing, big ordeal. And then when you hear somebody else's situation where it may have not been as positive, you're like, oh, man, I don't want to have to go through what wait what they went through. 
it's a pretty simple for uh, simple process. You know, you, the, the biggest thing is really getting yourself pre-qualified, getting in talk with a lender. And the lender is going to be able to tell you, hey, you're able to qualify for this asking price, for this listing price. And then at that point, you kind of move forward from there because after you get that done, all you have to do is an offer. And that's where your realtor comes into point, you know, hire a good one. I'm a realtor. Anybody in Southwest Florida, you already know. But you, but you know, it's 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 one of those things where you just you get yourself a realtor, get the contract done, and then from the contract, that's when the next step after that is you talking to inspector just to make sure that the house is good. After that is your appraisal, which they make sure that the property itself is valued at the asking price that the seller is giving it to you at. And then from there is underwriting, which is just reassure everything else goes through. So it's almost like a six, seven step process, but it's it's not that hard. It really isn't that hard. So just giving yourself time and educating yourself as well. You know, YouTube is it's YouTube University. It, it really is, man. You, you get a lot of information on here and it's not it's not something that's out the norm for us mm-hmm. to be able to learn to do. And this is your path to financial freedom too. So I don't care how hard it is, go through it in order for you to do it. And, and that first one, the, the, the one thing I will leave you with, that first one, whatever it is, it, it, it's, it's more the learning experience. Just take it for that. Don't look at it like, oh, I'm only making you know, $100 or I'm breaking even or it, it, go through the learning experience. The learning experience is so much more important than you making, you know, whatever the amount of money is. I definitely believe in just experience more than anything. Okay, so to touch on those lenders real quick, how can we get higher asking prices for those lenders? Good history with the current job that you're at right now, whether it's a self-employed or W-2. You know, it's super important. They want a good history of you, let's say, being there for a year plus. The, The whole point is to make sure that they trust you with their money. And if you can show that you have money in your account, that you've been working for a consistent amount of months, that you have a decent amount of credit. Lenders are lending at the lowest rate almost ever at this point. So it's just one of those things where we have to take advantage of it right now. We gotta take advantage of it so that 10 years from now, we'll, we'll, we'll be saying, man, you remember when it was two point something back in 2020? And we took advantage of it. Get, get in touch with, you know, get in touch with a lender. Lenders, they, they really play a great part in the real estate world. They could really like make or break you in a lot of scenarios. Since sometimes put you on a path. Like let's say your credit score isn't the greatest, but that lender can work with you, you know, for let's say six months and say, hey, you know, you just need to pay this off and make sure this is done. And it's a slow process, but you're working with somebody that's going to get you to where you need to be at and then be able to invest into a property from there okay okay so for our young folks listening man can you elaborate on the term house hacking yes yes house hacking i also made a a video on house hacking as well and i got the term actually from brandon turner from bigger pockets podcast house hacking for the for for the most part is you know you using a duplex as an example where you live on one side and being able to rent the other subject to your income completely as much as possible so when we talked about those expenses a little bit earlier we all know that you know the most expensive 
expense usually ends up being your living expense. So imagine if you had no living expense at all. You know, your you know, your expenses and your finances will look completely different if you had no living costs. And house hacking allows people to do that and then at that point you can save your money and invest it into something that's going to be, you know, more profitable for you. And even if you're just getting, you know, uh, a place to live out of it, it still serves such a great benefit and that's what helped me out in my start to my path, my uh, path to financial freedom was house hacking. Makes sense, man. Go out there and make these plays right now. So in your opinion, would you suggest duplexes or triplexes, you know, or, you know, for our first investment? Getting the deal done is so much more important than, let's say, mm. I'm getting a duplex, triplex or whatnot. I just really believe that that getting out of the we have a fear. We have a fear and we need to get over that fear. And that's the biggest thing with getting into these transactions is that people are scared. People are scared to, oh, what if this happens? And, oh, because of COVID this and whatever it may be, people are just scared to move forward. And getting out of that, man, it just really mm -hmm. just makes you into a better person. Knowing that if I accomplish this, I know I can accomplish everything else and what my purpose it, it really is. So definitely just... Getting the deal done to me is more important than, you know, duplex or, or even triplex. No, don't mean to not answer it. Oh, that's a great answer. That's, that's, that's a great answer. So back to your, your answer, how do we find those deals? How do we, you know, what comprises of a good deal? End line, women line numbers don't. You, you have to see what your, what is the end goal? You know, start with that first. Am I just looking to do this? Am I looking to do this as an investment property? Okay. You know, how much am I looking to make? Am I looking to make passive income? Am I looking to just make it a place to live? I think you have to define what it is that you're trying to do first, and then you could kind of move forward from there. So it's almost like working backwards. So if you want to do like the house hacking, then if I get if I find a good single family home, know that that I'll use a single family home as an example. Let's say your mortgage is twelve hundred. Can I sustain that twelve hundred dollar mortgage by myself? That's the most important thing. And you need to be able to say yes. You know, if you can, then there's a problem. But then, you know, if you can, even better. And go ahead and rent out those other two rooms if you can. Maybe rent them out for 500 each. And at that point, your mortgage only ends up, ends up being $200. So, and $200 you're saving, that's $1,000 you're saving monthly. 1000 times 12 is 12000 at the end of the year. And, you know, you just... good. Yeah, and growing from there. It, a little off subject, but on the same subject at the same time. Everybody here, it, you know, it's, it's a millennial market, it's a, a lot younger. If I could do this all over again, if you're, let's say, 18 years old, you really don't need much. You're probably living with your parents. You're, you know, you don't need much. Sometimes your, your, your mother, your father, or whoever it may be is paying for the majority of the stuff. Work somewhere and save as much money as possible sacrifice some time do this for three four years and if let's say you're making forty thousand you know in year one as an 18 year old if you're able to save half of that that's 20 then the next year that's 40 then 60 then 80 and when you're living a, a minimalistic life you're able to save that amount of money and then invest it in the right way and i truly believe that that's the best way for somebody even young you know truly young 18, 19s, and in, in, in their 20s to start on this path.
So do you have any savings tips for us or like how do you save? Yeah, we really need to learn how to just save first. We A lot of us just don't know how to save. And I didn't know how to save either. Like I, I have to ad admit that and understand that, but realize that once you learn how to save, it's mm. it's it's baby steps. I mean, I mean, e e even for for saving for me, I I tend to still I'm still trying to cut out more of my expenses and build up my income. It's almost like creating the the, the perfect box. It's, it's, it's doing both at, at at the same time, and it's just that's what I've done with my expenses. It's like I cut off the fat and I build up the muscle, and the muscle is my income, and the fat are the expenses. Dave Ramsey's really good at that. Total Money makeover was a really good book that really put me into that frame of shifting that so anybody who you know read that book read that book definitely okay okay so i've seen in one of your videos i see you give five tips for financial freedom one pay off debt two save three invest number four doubling up and number five putting your family first out of those five which are the most important two in your opinion Enjoy it together. So, Poweronomics by Dr. Claude Anderson is a, a, a credible book that really looks into a lot of our communities where work, we don't work together. If you look at many communities, the Jewish community, you look at the Muslim community, Thanks. you look at Asian community, these people all work <laughs> together more than anything, and then they're able to afford their own schools, their own businesses their their own everything and in our communities a, a lot of them are not owned by the people who actually live in the community so it's so important for us to be able to practice power knowledge where we work together and the more that we work together the more we're going to be able to be a prosperous people as well big facts big facts so you know you mentioned you mentioned the books a lot and i know that that's one of the most important things a lot of entrepreneurs you know, have huge, huge reading libraries. So what are your top three financial books? Yeah, I, I literally made, made a post about this, you know, I think it was like yesterday, the day before, where it was just like, I put I put top, top financial freedom books. And the first one by far has to be Rich Dad, Poor Dad. It's with the mind first. And when you have a mind shift, it, 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 just, it just moves from there. So definitely Rich Dad, Poor Dad is, is, is on there. Another one I had on there was Stop Acting Rich, who was the same one who did Millionaire Next Door as well. And really, that one kind of showed me that, you know, both books really, but they showed me that the person who has a flashiest car, who has the biggest house or any of that, you know, it, it, they're usually the one who's really in debt more than anybody. It's you, the guy who's a millionaire is the guy who lives right next door to you and he lives modestly. He's not a guy who you know, is, 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 is flying everything. So learning those habits of the millionaires are what really important to me to, to really understand that. So I kind of put those two together as well. And then the richest man in Babylon was, is, is, is another really good one because it's a story that pretty much is, it's, it's almost like that slow and steady, slow and steady. And, and I feel like sometimes we overlook the fundamentals in life. Like everybody wants to go out and dunk like LeBron, but some of us don't even know how to do a free throw. You know, you got to start with the basics first before you believe that you can do all the, you know, crazy dunks. So I think that those books kind of go over the fundamentals okay. of a lot of the things. And, you know, you read the benefits from there. You just got to read, man. Re reading is so important or, mm -hmm. or, or, or podcasts, 
YouTube, just get some information that's going to make you a better you. I really, I, I truly believe in that. You don't want it enough. You know, you really don't want it enough. You can sit here and yeah. say that, you know, the economy is going this way or this just happened to me. I have no job. I have this. I have that. You know, you just, it's really when you, when you think of a, think of a time when you've really wanted something in your life and you got it, like no matter what happened. So what advice do you have for people who have a plan, but have yet to turn that plan into action? Talk the talk, but they don't walk the walk, you know, and, 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 and that's. The scenario I see a lot of people where they'll sit here and, and say, oh, I want this, I want that. But the, the universe is only going to go by what you give out, you know, what, what you're given. And if you're not giving the work, if you're not putting in the work, it's not going to happen. So I definitely believe in just putting in the work. Are you, are you familiar with Grant Cardone? Man, his name sounds so familiar. He, who is he again? So he's pretty much like a real estate investor. And real big, real big guy. I highly recommend looking into him, following him, and, and, and all that. But Grant Cardone, what, what, a part of his story was like he was a drug addict before and coming out of rehab and all that in his, I think, like mid-20s. He took that energy that he had of, you know, being down and up being in real estate. But he, for like... I don't know the the, the, the link the length of term, but something like fifteen plus years, you know, from twenty five to like say forty, forty plus, where he was just grinding, working, like not going out. I don't think that he was even with, you know, in any relationship during that time period. So he, he literally like sacrificed just a lot of time so that he can live the life that he's living right now. And we're talking about a guy who's, you know, multi million, I think close to a billion in, in assets right now for real estate. So just knowing that when you sacrifice your time for the bigger picture, you know, you, you will reap the benefits. So I, I truly believe in that. So why do you think financial literacy is so critical to young people? It's because we want to not waste time. We saw what happened with our parents. We saw what happened with our grandparents. Like we don't want to waste 50 years of our life working at some place that we know it doesn't pay us anything and is not going to give us internal happiness. That's just really what it boils down to. And young people see that for a long Like, we want to travel. And I, I, I say go for it. You know, I, I literally have traveled all the way to Asia. I've gone to Germany. I've, I love traveling. I, I, I really do. And, you know, one the, when I was in Asia, I, I remember that I was out there for like a month and I had passive income coming into me and I had it I, almost like every single week was coming in on my phone and I was thinking about it and looking at my phone. I was like, man, I need to continue to live my life like this where I'm not even there and I'm still making money, you know, and, and after that point, I was like, I need to make this into a lifestyle and that's 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 the path that I'm on. It's, it's making it into a complete life. Okay. So what is the best way for our listeners to become fly? And by fly, I mean financially literate and invested. Read, read. I'm. A, I'm I can. I can sound like the old man if if anything, but you, you just got to. You you got to put that. And if you don't like reading, then you know do do the podcast, do the YouTube's, okay. but be inspired to be a better version of you. Like every single problem that you that is ever created in this world even though it'll tell you exactly how to do it we'll be like now let me go ahead and i'll put i'll put the table on i got this i got this we we just don't take the time 
and and that could take us, you know, an hour when all you have to do is read the instructions and it could take you, you know, 10 minutes at that point. But it's just that that instant gratification. And I'm telling you that if you delay gratification, even in a physical sense, you know, I use fasting as, as an example where, you know, you don't eat, but after 24 hours and then after 24 hours, when you get that meal, you're almost so grateful and you're, you're, you're so much uh, more thankful for having that meal. And you can do the same thing with your finances, with everything else in life, too. So can you tell us why it's important to regularly track your expenses? Yeah, because it, it'll just go. You, you'll be out, you know, in a restaurant or something, try to swipe your card, be like, excuse me, you don't got no money. You know, like, oh, man, I, did, I, I ain't know. I know. You know, that's that's one of those things where I know a lot of people don't even like looking at their bank account, but it's like you got to know your path. You got to know where you're going and you have to understand what's coming in and what's going out when it comes to your finances. So it's so important. Like check on that. On Big facts. You just have to look into that, practicing that and minimizing the credit usage as well. When you're talking about charging people 25 percent, 20 percent on 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 money. You know, mm. just use what you have. Use what you have in your bank account and then go and buy it from there. So it, it really is important so that you don't want to over leverage yourself because you don't have the money in the account. So, that, you know, writing the, and, and that's what we were talking about a little bit earlier, writing those things down of your expenses, of the money that's coming in, how much is going out. It's, it's so important and minimizing the expenses at that point. Can you give us some positive money habits that you do personally? And if you have any negative ones, tell us so we can go ahead and cut them off. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. I think that I'll start with the negative is I'll, I'll be on Amazon. Like, like I don't even know what money is. I just be like, yep, 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 yep. Because, man, it's so easy. And, you know, it's, 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 it's but at the same time, you know, I, I look at a negative. But every time that I actually do, I shift it to a positive. Because every time that I spend money, the one thing that's going back to me, that is going to benefit me, that's going to more than likely make me more money if I put my money into it. So that's another <laughs> habit that I've come to a point of saying, hey, if I'm going to drop $20,000 on, on this real quick, it's what so is going to my, my return be at that point? You know, and seeing that is this worth my return? Same thing with, you know, even the small things, you know, while I was telling you about Amazon. For the most part, it's all it's it's books. You know, I'm just getting a bunch of books off of there, and these books have honestly have changed my life. So if I learn more from them, then even more of a benefit too. So I got two more questions for you, boss man. You ready for them? Got it. Let's go. So my first question is, give us some general advice for young people. Just some advice that can you know help us in our daily lives. Fo focus on becoming a better you. You know. Putting your energy, like like that, your money and all that, just putting into things that are going to make you better, make you a better you. The people around you see that and they feed off of your energy. So at that point, then now my sister is in a better place. My mother's in a better place. Now my father, my cousins, like my whole family is in a lot better space. And then when my family's better, then my community ends up being a lot better too. Then my community to my city, my city to my state, the state to the country, you know, and then to the world. Yeah, it's, it's how it works. But it has to start with you. It, it, it really has to start with you. The only thing that's stopping you is you completely. So 
that that's a message that I would definitely give to a lot of our you know the younger audiences. Nobody can stop you but you. Don't listen to what anybody's. If you say that you can do it, go ahead and do it. Put put your passion into it. Nobody can stop you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, we're talking about on the and and, and the thing about it is like on the physical sense, like you have mm-hmm. to start. I feel like first is with is, is is with your mind, and that's why I I throw books out there so much because books really helped me out on a mental state. Like my mind was so left and right before books and when I just started reading more it almost like balanced a lot of my things for me and then once I started learning that then my body you know kind of almost came with it man and there's no better example than you know LeBron James you know he spent what 30 million and you can see with LeBron you're talking about he's what is he 35 at this point 36 and he's still like he's still that dude He's still LeBron, you know what I'm saying? He's still, but but it's because he invested in himself a long time ago. He invested in himself a long time ago. So King James. So definitely, you know, putting, you know, your your money into you, investing in you. Here's the thing. All right. <laughs> so more money, more problems. I look at it like more problems, more money. You know. So if you could be the. <laughs> so my last question, man. I'm gonna read you two quotes, man. And you got to tell me which one is more accurate in your opinion. So my first quote is, money can't buy happiness. And my second quote is, more money, more problems. Which one is more accurate in your opinion? Here's the thing. All right. (laughs) So more money, more problems. I look at it like more problems, more money. (laughs) Bars. (laughs) For real. I appreciate your time, man. Thanks for joining us on FYI Fly the Podcast. Let the audience know where to reach you. Any final words? Go ahead me at my instagram my name is john reyes it's literally everything together like i i I know i know it's like what you know but it's my name is john (laughs) reyes r-e-y-e-s you know and you know we're we're all in this together you know it's it's a learning progress you know and out of all the books i definitely feel like this is the most important to read is going to be outwitting the devil by napoleon hill and the reason why i recommend this book is because it's really one of those books that you overcome the person in the mirror and the fears that you instill and how it's almost been structured and uh, systemized to you since you were born so it's not necessarily like your fault but it is you have to you have to learn to unlearn a lot of the processes that have been told to you in life and i truly believe that that book helps out helped me out a lot in life so I highly recommend that one. Anything from Napoleon Hill. He's the same author from Think and Grow Rich. Just some of the greatest books I've read definitely all been from Napoleon Hill. So highly recommend it. Bet, bet, bet. Like you said, man, reading is so critical. So make sure y'all get out there and do that. But now we're going to take it back to Remy G and me for one of our favorite segments called Did You Know? Let's go. Welcome back, welcome back to FY Fly the Podcast. And y'all know what time it is, or maybe y'all don't. But me and General G finna let y'all know. Did you know, in January 2020, home ownership rates were 64.3%? Did you know, mortgage rates today are on average 10% lower than what they were in 2018? Did you know, 59% of home buyers under the age of 29 don't expect to be in their home for more than 10 years? Did you know, one third of home buyers in 2019 were first time home buyers? Did you know, 18% of home buyers in 2019 were single women? Did you know, 
Other than finding the right property, millennials identify understanding the home buying process and steps as the most difficult item on the journey. In conclusion, man, the home buying process is not the easiest move by any means, but with the proper financial education and finding the right real estate, it can be as painless as possible. Facts. Understanding the basics that we discussed today will prepare you to sit down and not be overwhelmed when speaking to a realtor or mortgage lender because you've heard these financial terms already. Nah, for real. We done spent two episodes on them. So be sure to understand the pros and cons of the different mortgage loans out there and also know what's needed to actually get a mortgage, which is proof of income, a good credit score, and a down payment. We appreciate y'all tuning in, and I'ma need everybody to stay safe, stay invested, and stay fly. Thank you all for listening to FY Fly, the podcast, and we hope you enjoyed the show. Tune in next week for more financial literacy insights with our special guests. Please visit our website, social media platforms, and subscribe to our YouTube channel at FYI Fly Podcast. That's FYI FLI Podcast. See y'all next week and stay fly. But don't y'all go anywhere just yet. Stay tuned as each week here on FYI Fly, we like to give an independent artist or producer a place to shine and gain some exposure. This week we have All I Do by DJ Self Made. Let's get it. DJ Self Made, let's do it.